Welcome to evening prayer. Tonight our psalms are Psalm 97 and 98. They're found on page 460 through page 462. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 97 The Lord is King, the earth may be glad thereof. Yea, the multitude of the isles may be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his seat. There shall go a fire before him and burn up his enemies on every side. His lightnings shall shine unto the world. The earth saw it and was afraid. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens had declared his righteousness, and all the peoples have seen his glory. Confounded be all they that worship carved images, and that delight in vain gods. Worship him, all ye gods. Zion heard of it, and rejoiced, and the daughters of Judah were glad, because of thy judgments, O Lord. For thou, Lord, art higher than all that are in the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. O ye that love the Lord, see that ye hate the thing which is evil. The Lord preserveth the soul of his saints, and he shall deliver them from the hand of the ungodly. There is sprung up a light for the righteous, and joyful gladness for such as true-hearted. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks for a remembrance of his holiness. O sing unto the Lord a new song, for he hath done marvelous things. With his own right hand and with his holy arm hath he gotten himself the victory. 
the Lord declared his salvation. His righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen. He hath remembered his mercy and truth towards the house of Israel, and all the ends of the world have seen the salvation of our God. Show yourselves joyful unto the Lord, all ye lands. Sing, rejoice, and give thanks. Praise the Lord upon the harp. Sing to the harp with a psalm of thanksgiving. With trumpets also and shalms, O show yourselves joyful before the Lord, the King. Let the sea make a noise, and all that is therein is the round world, and they that dwell therein. Let the floods clap their hands, and let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he is come to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson is written in the 49th chapter of Isaiah. Listen, O, coast, o coastlands, to me. Take heed, you peoples, from afar. The Lord has called me from the womb. From the matrix of my mother, he has made mention of my name. He has made my mouth like a sharp sword. In the shadow of his hand, he has hidden me and made me a polished shaft. In his quiver, he has hidden me. And he said to me, You are my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for nothing and in vain. Yet surely my just reward is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now the Lord says, Who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, so that Israel is gathered to him? For I shall be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. Indeed, he says, It is too small a thing that you should be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob, and to restore the preserved ones of Israel, I will also give you as a light to the Gentiles, that you should be my salvation to the ends of the earth. Thus says the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, their Holy One, to him whom man despises, to him whom the nation abhors, to the servant of rulers, kings shall see and arise, princes also shall worship, because the Lord who is faithful the Holy One of Israel, and he has chosen you. Thus says the Lord, In an acceptable time I have heard you, and in the day of salvation I have helped you. I will preserve you and give you as a covenant to the people to restore the earth, to cause them to inherit the desolate heritages, that you may say to the prisoners, Go forth, to those who are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed um, along the roads, and their pastors shall be on all desolate heights. They shall neither hunger nor thirst, neither heat nor sun shall strike them. For he who has mercy on them will lead them. Even by the springs of water he will guide them. I will make each of my mountains a road, and my highways shall be elevated. Surely these shall come from afar. Look, those who from the north and from the west, 
and these from the land of Shinem. Here endeth the first lesson. Together the Magnificat. My soul does magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The second lesson beginneth in the eleventh verse of the second chapter of Ephesians. Therefore remember that you, once Gentile in the flesh, who were called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were afar off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation, having abolished in his flesh the end that is, the law of commandments contained in the ordinances, so as to create himself one new man from the two, thus making peace, and that he might reconcile them both to God in one body through the cross, thereby putting to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were afar off, and to those who were near, for through him we both have access by one Spirit to the Father. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Nuke Demideth. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, 
and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who showest to them that are in error the light of thy truth, to the intent that they may return into the way of righteousness, grant unto all those who are admitted into the fellowship of Christ's religion, that they may avoid those things that are contrary to their profession, and follow all such things as are agreeable to the same, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, Give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. I don't know if you remember some of those uh, old movies and somebody would say, hey, you better do that. And they say, yeah, says who? And as we're reading the, the chapter in Isaiah, I, I'm just kind of like, uh, it's hitting me that thus says the Lord. This is the, the Lord who created the universe, who created us, who created the earth. And this is what God says. And he speaks to us and he speaks to the people of Israel. And that's an important concept as we go through today and we work into Ephesians, the fact that um, Israel had a God that spoke to them. In the previous chapter, just before Isaiah, there's a verse that uh, is kind of sticks out to me. It says, there no is, there, excuse me, there is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. And someone told me once, if somebody's not right or doesn't have God in their life, and you can be assured that no matter what they're presenting, they, they don't really have peace. There's that part of their life that's missing. And that's important is we because we're taught to hang on and be steadfast in what we do believe. So our, our passage in Isaiah today is part of a larger section. There's um, four servant songs, and these are prophecies about the coming Messiah. And so this is the second of the four service, uh, servant songs. And um, all of these songs, they... Um, they uh, magnify Jesus as the Lamb of God, and, and that, in, as we learn from the suffering servant in, in a later verse, that uh, the Lamb of God was slain to redeem God's elect. So, like I said, this is the second one, and this one focuses on the servant's miss mission and his success. So, in 49.3, it says, You are my servant, O Israel. And the Lord's use of the name Israel refers to the Messiah, not to the state or the country or the nation of Israel. And it's because of the intimate relationship that be, exists between the nation and her king. And so this is the intimacy of it that he calls Jesus Israel. And that's what he uh, represents. 
Important in, in verse 4, it, it says it seems as if the servant uh, does his service in vain and for nothing. And so at his first coming, the servant met with rejection by his nation. And it appears sometimes that maybe his mission was a failure. Of course, um, when, you, when you think that he's coming to uh, establish a kingdom and uh, rule the earth, it seems like a failure. But what we know is that uh, this was a necessary thing that happened for the um, setup for the coming of the kingdom in its fullness. So the servant is rejected by men. And Jesus talked to his disciples, and you can see when he talked to his disciples about the servant must suffer and must be rejected, and they would say, oh, no, no. And, and so it's, it just gives you an idea of how implanted the idea of a Messiah coming and establishing his kingship on earth was in the, in the um, Jewish life or the Jewish religion, and that even the disciples of Jesus who would be, had been with him was, were having a hard time with that. So the servant expresses his strong assurance that he is doing God's work in this passage, and he will be report, rewarded with complete success. And so it's kind of a model for our own lives. We're, we're told to st uh, be steadfast and true in our faith in spite of what's happening around us. The, as we learned in First Peter recently, that all the tribulations and trials and the persecution. And so what we have to remember is, is that's just part of what we're doing to get to what uh, Bishop often refers to as our telos, our ultimate goal, which is um, living in the kingdom of, of the fulfilled kingdom of heaven forever with Jesus. So one thing we know, and Paul writes about in Corinthians, he, he kind of reflects on these points that are made in, in this uh, section of Isaiah. And in an appointed time in the future, the Lord will, by his servant, accomplish the final deliverance of Israel. And so that's, again, that's a concept that keeps going. Um, one of the things I think of when I think of what we do and how we stay steadfast, um, doing the right thing is not always the most popular thing, but it's always the right thing. And a sign of maturity is to do the right thing, not because it feels good, but because it's right. And I think uh, one of the challenges I face in my own life, so I assume maybe some others are facing it, is I don't need the accolades of men when I stand up for what is right. The accolades of, the accolades of men, they might feel good at a time, but they're not necessary. So as we move into Ephesians, all of this we're learning about the servant and, and Jew, the Jewish attachment to the idea that they're the people of God and that God is, is, uh, treats them as special. It, it starts to what Paul's writing to in Ephesians here, and he's writing to the uh, Gentiles, and he calls them in this passage the uncircumcision, un, to the uncircumcision. And so these people, the Gentiles, re, re, uh, they faced two kinds of uh, rejection. One was social and one was religious. And because for thousands of years, the Jews considered Gentiles to be outcasts and uh, objects of derision and reproach and so the main alienation, of course, was spiritual because they were cut off from God. So, you know, they were cut off for a number of ways. They, they were without Christ, the Messiah. They had no savior and deliverer. And so they didn't have divine purpose or destiny. Uh, they were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, God's, God's chosen people. And the Jews were people that had a supreme king and Lord. And, the, and of course, the Gentiles did not have that. Um, the Gentiles were strangers to this promise that Paul talks about. They didn't weren't partaking in the promise all along. And so this is a new thing for them that, you know, hey, we're included in this. It's new to them. It's not new in the Bible in the Old Testament. As we know, Israel's uh, function was to, to um, glorify God and, and by their 
by their relationship with God to spread this good news to the whole world. And so the Gentiles also had no hope because they had been given no divine promise. So they were without God in the world, and they had many gods, but none of their gods were the true God, and so they had really nothing to hold on to. So the Jewish people, uh, because of the history, they still um, held them in contempt. And uh, so Paul is trying to explain to everybody, hey, we're all part of this kingdom now. And so what he wrote in, in verse 13 was, But now in Christ Jesus, you once who were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And he calls them fellow citizens. So he's welcoming them into the fellowship. And it's just a reminder that um, with, with everything that goes on in the world, it's gone on in history, it's the same kind of things they faced back then, that Christ is our, our peace and Christ is our cornerstone. So with that, I'd like to continue with the prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving, almighty God, father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of the